United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. <laughs> Hello. Hi. 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 Um, let me just first off start by saying, um, Hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I don't live life by a lot of rules, but I do have a few. Number one is be vegan till I die, because it would be cringe to be otherwise. And the second one is do not order fast food off of DoorDash. Which you and just did. I just did, for the first time in the existence of food delivery on an app. I broke my own rule, because for whatever demonic reasoning, Taco Bell is the only thing that sounds good to me right now. And I I am actually in what I would consider a Taco Bell desert. I either have to go to, I either have to drive 10 minutes north or south to get to a Taco Bell. Um, because, I don't know, the universe hates me actually. Um, so I just spent $20 on probably what will be the worst meal of my life. Yeah. And that's what I have to say about that. Who are you? Uh... And I ain't no punk-ass bitch. Only when I am a soft-ass bitch. Chelsea. There. <laughs> As I am with today, Gert. <laughs> uh, Gert. That reminds me of... Um, what is her name? Oh my gosh, she was on Drag Race. Yeah, was she was say. like... <laughs> whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. My brain is so dead. Um, let's just fucking talk about... Let's jump into the episode, shall we? Yeah, please do. We got a good one today. I sure hope so, because I opened up Google Docs, and it says sexy sleep demons. Yep, yep, because this one's going to be good because it hits close to home, Mm. because it not only comes from a listener request, but a listener experience, and we will get into it but first it's so incredible (laughs) Um, but yes but first a little a little history as we like to do here a little bit of her story Mm -hmm, a little her story so according to the encyclopedia of occultism and parapsychology an incubus is quote a demon in male form said to lie upon sleepers especially women in order to have sexual intercourse with them Meanwhile, a succubus is, quote, a female demon who lies upon sleeping men in order to have sexual intercourse with them. Can you name one song that the band Ingibus has sang? Whatever Tomorrow Brings, I'll Be There. Because it was the theme of our fucking yearbook in ninth grade. <gasps> Stupid. Oh my god, it totally is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I really could not think of one. They sing uh, Megalomaniac, too. I think, wasn't that their big one? Incubus Band, most popular songs. Drive, Dig, Animali, Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here is ranking fourth. Ah, Wish You Were Here. Yeah, I would would feel like that would be a number one. Wow. Interesting. Um, That is interesting. Um, You know... My life was so dull and boring when I thought that the only Incubus was a 90s divorced dad rock band. 
my life increased significantly when I realized that an incubus was a sex demon. Yeah. I didn't know that. It made the band a lot cooler, I think, that they named themselves after that. It's, yeah, especially because now, throughout this entire, anytime I hear incubus in sexy demon form, I just think of the band. That's good branding. That is Excellent really good branding. branding. That is really good branding. Um, so anyway. <laughs> um, yes, so the origins of the incubus and the succubus are difficult to trace, especially since they appear in various cultures and mythologies throughout history. Which we will always say synchronicities, Mama, uh-huh. when multiple cultures have the same experiences and yet we were not connected by Beyonce's internet. That sure. is, there's something to that. You see it with the pyramids. You see it with uh, calendar locations that only line up on the lunar, like on certain lunar calendars. It's very interesting. And apparently you also see it with demons that want to suck your dick and clit. Yep. And that was rated R. Well, that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> that was rated R. That kind of, I know that, like, <laughs> I'm not, like, offended by the language, but sometimes, like, I think you, you are. Say, Get me, and Kelsey, I'm like, we are talking girls. about sex demons. What do you think that they're doing? Reading poetry and giving you positive affirmations? I don't know. Are you, do you know that? Do you know that an incubus and a succubus are sex demons? I know exactly what they are because I wrote this whole thing. <laughs> I, know exactly I feel like you're are. shocked. I feel like I you're just, shocked about it. Well, respectfully, I didn't think you were going to say the D word or the C word. Okay, took me by surprise. Why? I don't know. Favorite thing. I don't know. I got the window open. I'm letting spring in. My winter mood has like slowly oozed out of me, and now I'm ready for the hex and the darns of summer. Once I emerge from this cocoon, I don't know why that took me so off guard. Yeah, you'd think that this the spring, the the warmth of spring would get you all revved up and riley. You would think it's like the time of the birds and the bees, man. Mm -hmm. Consummation really clutched i really clutched my pearls on that you one. really did i'm almost shocked that we're doing I'm, an entire episode about sex demons and you are offended that i talk about them wanting to suck dicks i, don't I think you know I was i'm a- gonna call you out on this actually because i feel like you're misogynistic right now because no one is offended when we say suck dicks but you got offended when i said suck clit um i will say so what that i was that not about? offended i was taken by surprise what does that say about pearls. you what does I, that yeah, say just, about you? Yeah, I know. I don't, I'm okay, not JK I'm... Rowling. Okay. <laughs> how fucking, how dare you? You capitalist John Locke piece of shit ordering DoorDash for Taco Bell while you sit in your ivory tower. Get out of my fucking face. We're all trash here. This ivory tower is ivory from the color of um, jizz because that's where I'm at. From the fucking elephants that you went and hunted down and then consumed (laughs) the meat raw, you Jezebel, you fucking Philistine. (laughs) What are your um, pearls made out of, Chelsea? I I know uh, it's not a real (laughs) I know. They're plastic, like all of the gemstones and goods that I get from Spencer Pratt, and you know it. Oh, as far as I'm concerned with this attitude, those precious gems came from one of Elon's fucking emerald mines. Oh, God, seriously, I don't even know. I did not raise myself. I don't know why that took me by such surprise. I was like, oh. I'm embarrassed for you, honestly. Yeah. You've been out in fucking Ogden for too long. It's been awful. You're getting soft. I know. I hung out with my niece talking about 
baptisms for the dead for so long that now I can't even handle a simple off-color comment. Off-color? See, look at you can't even help yourself. <laughs> I know, I'm fucking insufferable. Oh my god. Insufferable. The fact that I'm not wearing sleeves, I look like a classic whore. <laughs> anyway. Still with your derby numbers on your arms? Wash yourself, Disgusting. woman. Disgusting. I was so Someone is clean and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, or was I? <laughs> Sinful oh, behavior. Yeah. All right. So, however, <laughs> as we see with many myths and superstitions explained with mankind, it is believed that these demons were created as a way to explain certain sexual experiences that could not be easily understood or explained. I can't wait... Until Are you going to be demon okay? emerges. Yeah. I was just going to say, I can't wait till I can have a demon to explain my terrible behavior and <laughs> weird experiences. Yeah. Um, Are you going to be okay talking about sexual experiences? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see. So according to, again, the Encyclopedia of Occultism and Parapsychology, quote, the medieval church viewed both incubi and succubi as manifestations of demons who sought to seduce humans into sinful behavior. And this sinful behavior, quote-unquote, for example, was seen as everything from unwanted pregnancies to even being the source of mental disturbances or illnesses. Like, literally anything that the church did not subscribe to, they attributed it to demons. They still do. What do you mean? That, yeah. I mean, they, I think they try to brand it differently of like, oh, you write with your left hand, definitely still possessed by Satan. But that was even, you know what? That's even a bad example because they literally used to do that with left-handed people. Yeah, I was going to say, you mean like how they actually did? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So, since there weren't any real explanations for these sort of things at the time, and especially since science was not at the forefront of the human direction, the church turned to its usual target to explain these uh Malamities and experiences as demons and the devil. Leave it to the church, honestly, to take one of the most enjoyable things in the world, which is what I know we're going to get to, and turn it into demonic possession and the devil. Which is, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like just taking, would you rather be, I'm just going to pitch this to you, would you rather be depressed because of a chemical imbalance in your brain and you just don't have the right synapses and whatever firing, so you have to buy chemicals from a doctor? Like how I am now. Yes. Would you rather that be your experience? Would you rather have a demon on your back just sucking the life force out of you? It seems more fun. It does seem more fun, but we're looking at it through a current day perspective where having a demon on your back sounds like really heavy metal and cool and radical. Yeah, definitely heavy metal. Whereas um, having a demon on your back back in the day meant that like you were also getting a metal apple with spikes put into your mouth so that if you moved your tongue, your mouth would bleed. You know, it's true. So. Um, I actually get a similar experience in my ears every time I have to suffer with one of your cruel rants. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as a surprise to everyone, I am the punishment of the church. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I am the tulpa that the church created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're just, you know, I love that for you. Also, new merch idea. I am the tulpa that the church has created in fear. It's true. Um, 
So the early Christian era was no exception to these beliefs and attributes. Um, and these beliefs were based on passages in the Bible that describe Jesus as casting out demons from those who are suffering from various ailments. The concept of demon possession was also prevalent in other cultures at the time and in the early Christian church, um, as of their reputation, would incorporate these beliefs from other religions into its own teachings. And although the concept of incubi and succubi, as we know them today, are not directly mentioned in the Bible, there are some passages that people interpret as referring to de demonic entities that engage in sexual activity with humans. This is just your classic cherry picking of the Bible, which is just the most Christian thing to do. There are two very Christian things to do. Number one is hate gay people, and the second is to cherry pick the Bible. And this is one of the clear classic examples of that. There is no fucking place in the goddamn Bible where it talks about dick-sucking demons, but these motherfuckers had to write it in anyway. It's just like, I love that. And by love, I mean hate, that they can just edit when they want to, when it benefits them and their puritanical incel beliefs, but like not when it's for the betterment of humanity. Yeah. And it's definitely interesting, though, to see how they can take attributes and passages in the Bible and then kind of like interpret them in a way that you get to succubi and incubi, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the passage I'm a about to read it it definitely does not uh talk about either of those things but it is something we actually have discussed at length on the podcast before um and it's a passage from the book of genesis my uh, favorite <laughs> it's uh genesis 6 uh, 1 through 4 where the sons of god are said to have had sexual relations with the daughters of men and some scholars interpret the sons of god as fallen angels which lead to demons, obviously, um, and the daughters of men as actual human women, suggesting that this is an example of sexual relations between humans and non-human entities. And this one is definitely fun because this passage is the one that tangents off into the origin of giants known as the Nephilim, which we obviously discussed in other podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, another example comes from the book of Matthew, where Jesus refers to unclean spirits that can inhabit humans and cause them to act in strange or uncontrollable ways. And that's Matthew 12, 43 through 45. And there isn't really any other way to interpret that specific passage other than demonic entities possessing humans and influencing their behavior. So you can see how people can take that and run with it. But again, it doesn't necessarily lead to the, the creation of the incubi and the succubi. Yeah, it's Bible interpretations are so mm, rancid, archaic, um, smooth brained. Um, I think that's the entire Bible in itself, um, where some things are taken literally and some things are taken figuratively. And also that we had just little balls of mush rolling around in our skulls at this time. So like understanding concepts like uh, seizure, like epilepsy um, or maybe multiple personalities or maybe even just some plain old run-of-the-mill anxiety was just like there was no other explanation than supernatural. Mm -hmm. um, just it, isn't it interesting to see how the lack of critical thinking and science and education allowed for 
this type of like violent mythos to come about and how it like influenced humanity over the course of yeah you know centuries like it's just so interesting like how some of the biggest i would say in my humble opinion some of the biggest human atrocities have been caused by what i would call um human mistakes um and like human error human mistranslations and misunderstandings Mm -hmm. yeah and it's as someone who has uh Oh, how do I phrase it? It's it's interesting because stuff like this from the Bible, I do love to read about because it's like the cool punk rock part of the Bible, including like Revelation just kind of flies off its handle. And it's it's weird to see stuff like weaponized. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like what we were talking about a little bit in Patreon, like Harry Potter is now a weapon uh, against mm-hmm. trans people. And you're like, what the fuck? It's Harry Potter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like... Um, people can take and pick attributes from the wizarding world to apply into their real life or take those memories. And I feel like it's similar with the Bible where um, I do think it is a helpful book to have and to implement in your life if that's something that you believe in. But at the same time, it's insane to think that passages that say like the children of God and then the, what was it? It was children of God or sons of God and daughters of men procreating and making the Nephilim can lead to centuries later people being burned at the stake for witchcraft. Yeah. What yeah. 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 yeah it, it's such a jump. It, it, it is such a jump. Um, it's, I don't know. It's um, one of the most, I, I think that's why I have such an affinity to being a po- to being the tulpa of the Bible and the church is because it's one of the most human things in the entire world. It is a mistranslation with a misuse of power Mm -hmm. um, and causes like actual real world harm when its intention was probably the opposite of that. And there is nothing more human of an experience than attempting to go at something with good intention and it becoming just the deterioration of anything yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, why can't we just explore the sex demons and not? That's what anyone? I'm saying. Why can't we just understand why they're here and why they want to suck my yeah. dick so good? So, <laughs> the idea of incubi and succubi as specific types of demons that engage in sexual activity with humans was actually more of a later development in Christian demonology and really only came to prominence during the medieval period where there was a widespread belief in the supernatural (laughs) and the fascination of the idea or in the idea of demonic seduction and temptation. There was a lot wrong with the medieval period, but there was a lot right. And a lot right was the fucking lore that we got about dick-sucking demons. Yeah. So during the Renaissance, there was a slight shift in the way that mental illness was understood within Christianity. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) This is partly due to the rise of humanism, which placed a greater emphasis on reason and scientific inquiry. Slay. So as a result, mental illness began to be seen as a medical condition rather than a spiritual one within the general status quo. However, the church still maintained that mental illness was a result of sin. Those fuckers. 
and that the cure for mental illness lay in a return to a life of faith and obedience to God, which is something that we still see as a prevalent belief held the world over. And I will tell you, as someone who has all but renounced God and demonized God, I found the cure to mental illness in a little drug that we call Lexapro. (laughs) Sometimes you don't have to um, lay your life to a return of faith and obedience to God. Sometimes you just need to seek psychiatric help. Yeah. You know? Um, they didn't really have that then, so instead, I bet there was someone. <laughs> I bet there was someone lighting Renaissance incense, being like, "How do you feel today? I see that your bed made of straw was lit on fire. How are you feeling?" And I bet they were just like, you know, shunned from the community for being a free thinker. I do think it does lead to like the general human experience to try to explain things the way that we can with the information we have at the time. But then you get these weird pendulum swings with culture. And we saw it recently with COVID where Mm -hmm. people did not want to accept the scientific aspect of vaccinations. And instead the pendulum swung to the other side where you get QAnon and you can see how fast like culture can go wrong. And in this time, um, Specifically, the incubus and the succubus um, were said to be able to impregnate humans and produce offspring, which were seen as half-human, half-demon creatures. And then this kind of sprung to the popular um, notion that supernatural creatures, such as vampires and werewolves, began to you know infiltrate into the medieval mindset. So again, so fucking cool. We did so much right as much as we did yeah. so much wrong. Yeah, and it's like them. It's it's just not adapting to science. Like, sure, say the the incubi and the succubi being sex demons cause all the mental illnesses in your head um, because of what you read in the Bible, and then give them a Lexapro. You know what I mean? Marry the two, and I feel like that's such a happy medium. But we didn't have it then, and we sure as hell don't have it now. So that's the tea. That's the tea. So, overall, uh, the Incubus and Succubus are supernatural entities that have captivated and intrigued people for centuries. While their origins and cultural significance may be difficult to trace, their impact on human mythology, folklore, and our general human existence is undeniable. It's like that joke that everyone says that they start believing in God as soon as plane turbulence hits. And again, whenever shit gets weird or scary in our human experience and we can't explain it, we don't really stray from the supernatural either. Mm. So as we mentioned earlier, this episode started with a listener tip when they shared with us the following story. And this, let's pull up his Instagram because it is the best. It's my favorite Instagram. Yeah, you got to get this handle right. Yeah. I got it. Beefdog69XL. And I just want to say to Beefdog69XL, no one has ever intimidated my partner. And I actually think Chelsea's as well. More than seeing you yeah. like talking to us. They were like, who the fuck is this handsome hunk with this beefy body? Um, and I was like, they're a listener. And they're like, sat there and just drooled at your fucking Instagram page. I think, um, I, think I was uh, talking to him 
not on like Sith Lord, but on the go to hell thing. And Oliver looked over and he could see an active <laughs> conversation happening. Yeah. And at yeah. the top, it just says, Beef Whiskey. It's like, you know, like the name that, like, yeah. like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a listener. And then, yeah, it was like the same thing of him being like, what the, f-? like, I think the name, like the Instagram name, Oliver's like, why are you talking to Beef Dog XXL69? <laughs> and then looks it up, expects somebody who looks like they get abducted by aliens for a living, and then just says, sees this chiseled man. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, sorry for um, reducing you into nothing but a beefcake. Uh, it is what it is, though. It is what uh, it is. Just game got to recognize game. You have yeah. intimidated both of our partners, and you deserve <laughs> to know. That's the um, truth. So Beef, we'll just say Beef the rest of the episode. Beef yeah. has uh, wrote in, and he says, quote, I have been having absolutely terrifying lucid dreams lately. This morning when I finally fell asleep, I was on my back and I couldn't move. I could hear snarling and growling while I'm awake in my room. I can see huge claws and nails coming to pull the covers off me. Totally paralyzed, I cannot move. I can never see anything beyond that, but whenever, but whatever state I am in, I know that this thing is completely having sex with me, totally against my will, but simultaneously I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I suddenly snapped out of it, and it felt like all the air was completely sucked out of my body. Guys, what the fuck is going on? DM this to us. That is a, I think I even said like incubus or succubus. Like that yeah. is a sex demon yep. a thousand percent. Yep. And let's actually dive this into this a little bit deeper so we can see exactly what we're working with. Because as the art of war says, quote, if you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Wow. What a great unexpected time to quote the art of war. Love it. So <laughs> we're going to learn about the fucking enemy here. Please. Can't wait. Honestly, I want to learn how to let him in from being real. So, um, <laughs> while we do not know the roots of the incubus or the succubus, it is believed that they can be traced all the way back to ancient Mesopotamian cultures. In those times, demons were considered malevolent spirits that could take on any form, including that of humans or animals. And some of these demons were also to be sexually deviant and sought out human sexual partners as a way of satisfying their own desires. Moving on to Greek mythology, these demons were known as Ephialtes. Ephialtes. I was going to say Zeus. Yeah, yeah, no, not <laughs> Zeus. Uh, Ephialtes, which were believed to cause nightmares and sleep paralysis. In European folklore, the incubus and succubus demons went hand in hand with witchcraft and the supernatural. It was believed that witches and sorcerers could summon these demons to do their bidding or even transform themselves in, into the incubus or succubus in order to seduce or harm their victims. They're also known for their ability to drain the life force or energy from their victims. And in some of these cultures, it was believed that prolonged sexual contact with them could lead to illness or even death. So be careful before you invite them. Sounds worth it. So in most of these cultures, they, the demons were portrayed differently if they were male or female. And the incubus usually had a human-like form, but with wings and talons. Meanwhile, the succubus demon was seen as... Um, beautiful, wonderful, um, just like a total fox. But like sometimes a hot she did, girl. Yeah, but sometimes she did have wings and a tail. So when it comes to historical accounts, the incubus and succubus are actually not rare. 
And in fact, there have been numerous um, retellings of individuals claiming to have been visited by them. And these have been documented everything from religious texts to Gothic novels. One of the most well-known works of literature featuring an incubus demon is called The Nightmare, and it's painted by John Henry Fuseli. This painting, created in 1781, depicts a woman sleeping while an incubus demon sits upon her chest. And the painting is said to have been inspired by Fuseli's own experience with sleep paralysis. Hmm. In modern times, they are also portrayed in various forms in popular culture, from horror movies to video games. And despite their enduring popularity, um, the exact nature of them continues to be debated by scholars and enthusiasts alike. One modern theory about the origins of these demons is that they were created as a way, like we said, of explaining sleep paralysis. I've had sleep paralysis, though, and no one was trying to suck my dick. I've had sleep paralysis, too, and it was absolutely horrifying. And it came from a very, very terrifying dream that both my sister and I were experiencing at the same time. And it had nothing sexy in it whatsoever. Yeah, that sounds that sounds truly demonic. Um, for those of you who have not experienced it. Sleep paralysis is a phenomenon where an individual is unable to move or speak while falling asleep or waking up. And during this time, individuals may also experience hallucinations or vivid dreams. It is believed that the incubus and succubus demons were created as a way to also explain these experiences as people often feel sensations or pressure on the chest or being held down. Yeah, that's the thing is like sleep paralysis as I have experienced it felt like and I could almost see a like a black mist creature on top of me like choking me out and I was unable to breathe. No one was trying to like get hot and bothered with me in that sleep paralysis. But then it's also like remembering that I think it's important to separate the incubus and succubus from sexualization because in some of these retellings they would just they were like energy vampires and they would get you while you were sleeping so i wonder mm. if there's different tiers of how they can rob you of your energy because also like you wake up and you see a black demonic thing on you and you can't move are you really using science to explain it as like sleep paralysis because in my sleep paralysis i didn't see anything but i felt everything of being like mm. held down and i'm like you can tell me that sleep paralysis but i don't think there was anything natural about that especially because my sis sister got it at the exact same time mm -hmm. um and it's also like i feel like it's so diminishing like when i describe this experience yes it's sleep paralysis but i don't want anyone to be like well that's totally normal you know like what the fuck was that black thing you saw someone's like oh you're yeah. just lucid dreaming no fuck you i was awake yeah, I thought that it was like someone breaking into the house. Yeah. Um, like, that's how clearly I saw them. And I was like, oh, I'm being fucking robbed and murdered right now. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely something um, to using science to explain some of this stuff. But then also at the same time, it's just there's something fucking going on and our lizard brain is tapping into it. Yeah. So another theory about why they were created is that they were a way for people to express and explore their human sexuality and desire. So again, during the medieval period, anything that people would sexually desire was associated with sin and the devil. It was like a very pious and very meek existence. <sighs> Boo. 
And this was a way that people were actually able to explore taboo topics in a safe and fantastical way. Because if you're saying, I have sexual desire. Oh my God, my Taco Bell's here. Hold on. I'll just keep, okay. I'll just explain this little tangent. I'll just explain this little tangent. So no, get your Taco Bell. I'll just do it while you're getting your Taco Bell. So um, this is a way to essentially remove yourself from the sin as something you're experiencing and instead have it be a sin that is being done to you. And I think that's why the creation of the incubus and the succubus demon are important. And then that's kind of where you get like, Hey man, I am not the sinner. I am the victim of the sin, which is being done to me by this demon. I'm just going to assume that you were talking about how, you could have wet dreams about orgies and blame it on a sex well, demon. It became, yeah, it became like a way, a safe way for people to talk about something that was seen as taboo at the time, which was sexual desire. You could be like, oh, I must be possessed by a demon because I am feeling this very natural. Because I'm horny, baby. <laughs> so in the recent years, though, Interest in incubus and succubus demons has been a little bit renewed, especially as researchers and enthusiasts are exploring their historical and cultural significance. Um, Some scholars come in and say that demons are actually a really good representation of anxieties and fears that humans have about sex and desire, while others go into maybe their representations of power and control. And that actually does make sense. Like, we talk about topos all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, if people are having very strong feelings about power, control, sex, it makes sense that a topa or a demon or something can manifest based on these like powerful emotions that you have about something, whether they're good or bad, whether you're oppressed or not, like that's a, it's a strong thing to experience and humans have power in manifestation. So regardless of any interpretation, um, they're still obviously popular in discussion and fascination. Um, I mean, we literally have listeners writing in talking about experiences that they are actively going through. Cause this wasn't the first or the last time that they've gone through this. And honestly, um, thank God let's bring back sex demons. I'm here for it. <laughs> you're, you're wishing terrible things on him because it can drain him of energy and his life force. So well, they bring it over to my house. <laughs> you're tired already, bitch. You're hanging on by a thread and you don't have an ounce of ab on you. This sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a way to go. So their seductive and alluring nature coupled with their dark and mysterious qualities have made them enduring figures in human mythology and folklore. But let's quickly interject here in a very small tangent before we go into how you can fight them off. No. First, we need a quick recap for those of you who may be unfamiliar with the Malleus Maleficarum. (laughs) It's a German book on witchcraft from the 16th century, which translates to Hammer of Witches. The Hammer of Witches. (laughs) And for a while, it was the absolute go-to on how to handle demonic bullshit when it was written in 1486 by two Germans, uh, Heinrich Kramer and Jacob Sprunger. Can you give me your best German accent of saying Hammer of Witches? It's a Hammer of Witches. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can do a Ger- I can do like a terrible German accent all day, every day. It's just that like is your else. heritage. That's that is my heritage. Why. I actually just talk how my like grandma will talk. Like, short C, go get some hot muffins, bitches. 
We have to banish some demons. <laughs> Why does um, your grandma sound like a German rave kid? In like <laughs> I don't room? know. Uh, because I take like a very gentle accent of the world's most perfect woman, and then I bastardize it by being a piece of shit. No, she so. sounds really cool. It sounds like she's wearing like skinny silver sunglasses and doing you Molly. Know, kind of. Like you can take like a new cultural concept of women wearing pants, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, "So I don't know, Bruce. So it's just the fashion of the time." Like everything is just like <laughs> so fucking cool, you know. Wow. Like, um, yeah, my grandma's the coolest, Love and her. she's precious. So it is probably the mel- this hammer, the hammer bitches. Is you gotta say it like prob- that. Is <laughs> probably one of the most influential texts, not only in history but also in the history of witchcraft. And it played a significant role in the witch hunts that swept across Europe during the 16th and 17th centuries. What? Well, um, it provided a detailed description on the activities of witches, their supposed powers, and the methods that could be used to detect and prosecute them. Where you get like poking people's like moles or any like marks, mm-hmm. drowning them. That all comes from this book. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, and in is in this saucy book that also told us how to fight these goddamn sex demons. Um, Summarized from thoughtcatalog.com. One, and I'm so sorry, Beef, some of these are not going to be accessible to you or um, appealing to you. But the first one is to get an exorcism. Um, I think this is pretty accessible. I think think being an exorcist is just like being um, an officiant. You could just like do a class online and then you're one. I mean, sure, but, like, if I told you, no, I'll go get an exorcism and put, like, your faith that it's going to work into a priest, I just don't think that would be accessible to you based on your belief. Based on my belief, but I think you'd be shocked how quick I could get a priest over here. Oh, for sure. But that's what I mean by, like, just reasonability. Like, is that a reasonable solution for you? I probably wouldn't pick that. Fair. Um, But one, this way is just getting a priest to perform an exorcism, which is historically how someone would generally, and the most popular way of how you could overcome being attacked by a demon. Um, But in contrast to the Malleus Maleficarum, at least one Christian priest named Ludovico Maria Sinestrari has argued that this would not work because an incubus demon does not obey exorcists. They have no dread of exorcisms and they show no reverence for holy things. And at the approach of which they are not in the least overawed. So might not even work. Mm, Seems... Not, like, a great solution. Well, I think that's part of why it becomes, like, where you get, like, vampires and things like that. Because in some lore, vampires don't fear holy things. Like, there's only Mm -hmm. one way to kill them, which is, like, either sunlight or a stake through the heart, you know? Um, I actually love that. I actually love that, like, Incubus and Succubus follow that non... mm -hmm. Even though they, like, are birthed from religion, they follow the non-religious lore. I think that's super fun. Um, a second way, way to get rid of them is just regular confession. You can attend confession with a priest regularly, which can prevent you from being a victim of any kind of spiritual warfare, including an incubus or succubus demon. I feel like that one's not real either. Um, the third one is making the sign of the cross or saying a Hail Mary. You can bless yourself by moving your hand from forehead to belly to heart to the right side of your chest while saying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. 
You can also say a Hail Mary asking for intercession in the situation. This one I would say could be accessible to you or other people who may not necessarily believe in God or follow religious stuff because I think that the sign of the cross is something that is so um, – I think it exists beyond the symbol because if I did that – you understand what that power is. And I don't think necessarily God is the first thing that comes into your mind. It's like a ritual. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. ritual can exist past a belief or yeah, a religious that's, doctrine. That's true. It does seem like ritualistic almost. Um, I would also recommend maybe singing the song Hail Mary by Tupac. Maybe that'll help. Absolutely. Why not do them both? Why not do, um, why not break dance fight across the floor and the symbol of a cross? Mm, that's also true. Um, four, this one requires a little money, but you got to switch locations or um, switching locations on a budget, rearrange your room where your bed is um, because simply leaving the place where you've been attacked um, previously can be helpful. Maybe. Go to Kinko's and print out a life-size picture of your bed and then put that in front of your real bed as a diversion. Um, something that I, I read into was also like if you sleep with your feet towards the door, it's dead man's pose. dead man's pose. Yeah, girl. How do you, how you not fucking know that? Well, I didn't think about dead man's pose when it came to being attacked by sex demons. Uh, well, you should because they're pretty connected. It's also like that's another thing that is like culturally across everywhere because even in it's like considered bad feng shui to uh, sleep with your feet facing the door for the same reason. Dead man's pose. Um, the next way, the last way would just be excommunicating the incubus demon. Um, this one's a little bit harder for me to wrap my mind around, but similar to exorcism, this would be used if the incubus was currently or actively possessing the human, um, I you just get their temple recommend removed and then they are apostates. I guess so. Um, or just simply asking it to leave you alone. Um, uh, yeah. Honestly, how many times are we politely asking a demon to leave? Like, have we ever tried saying please and thank you? Could work. Maybe. Who's to say? We go full Karen instead and want to speak directly to the manager. That could be, be cool. Problem. Hmm. Guess we'll have to try it out. We're like, if you don't stop coming to my room at night, I'm going to call God about it. That's what we're doing when we should just no, be like, you need hey, to talk to their manager. Leave? Yeah, honestly, that's probably the... I wonder if you can like gaslight the sex demon into like, it's actually so embarrassing that you're here right now. Like, don't you have better things to do? This is like... Mm -hmm. Not a good look for you, just time management wise. It's giving X. It's yeah. giving thirsty X. It's like, giving you're obsessed. Have to hydrate, babe. It's yeah. giving you have multiple burner accounts that you watch my Instagram stories with two seconds after posting. It's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just gaslight? The yeah, maybe gaslight the demon. Yeah. We are expecting a full report back on if any of these methods work. Please. Um, <laughs> I would actually be curious if, like, just moving your bed into a different location or would work because that seems to be the easiest way. And then try gaslighting and get back yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as we wrap up, 
As our understanding of these demons continues to evolve, it is likely that they will continue to captivate and inspire us for generations I am inspired. I was <laughs> inspired. Um, whether they are seen as malevolent spirits or simply figments of our imagination, the incubus and succubus demons represent an important part of history and culture. And as their legacy lives on, we will continue to explore and understand the complex and fascinating world of the supernatural. Beef, I genuinely hope that you who are not going through any sexual turmoil, um, which would invite such demons to come in and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can embarrass it enough with this episode by Noel actively um, sexualizing them and me just being like so repulsed by that. I honestly <laughs> feel like we've, we've just created another demon by your um, sexual repulsion and my sexual attraction. It's just created, it's a perfect, perfect place for another demon to be born. Yeah, it's a sexually unavailable pervert demon that <laughs> um, is available for sex, but also will never answer their phone. It's, I would like to think that the type of demon we have manifested is like in a trench coat flashing you like, yeah. but at really inconvenient times, like when you're getting up to go get more toilet paper because you just ran out and you're like doing that little walk. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the walk together. And, yeah. And you open the door, the closet door to get more toilet paper. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like and then, yeah. helicoptering. It's different. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, God damn it. That's what I'd like yeah. to think the sex demon we just manifested is. Um, a post nut clarity demon uh, where you're done. And then you're just like, ah, oh, you're waiting for your partner to get a towel. And then it's like, da, 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 and you're like, where were you 20 minutes ago? You know what I mean? That's what it is. Oh my gosh. That is actually also so true. Uh, <laughs> speaking of so true and not sex demons, <laughs> you can go to the link tree in any of our bios. We are at Go to Hell Podcast. I am at Noelle Fain. That is at Sithlard. And in that link tree, you can find a link to our Patreon. A dollar gets you in. If you want to know where we've been all this time, listen to the Patreon. You'll learn. And we're also doing reality show recaps, which is just so fun and enjoyable. We go off a little bit of a rant about turfs and J.K. Rowling. So it's a fun episode this week. Uh, a great welcome back, if you will. Um, you can also find links to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owls Etsy page. She makes super fucking cool merch for us. And she also makes super fucking cool shit in general. Check out her art. You can also find a link to our discord server our facebook group for the boomers and i don't know why you'd need it but places to listen to us and um i don't know chelsea had her game last weekend where she absolutely destroyed they destroyed it was a what 300 point lead yeah and what sucks is like those are always more fun when you hate the other team but i fucking love this team and they're like a team full of sweethearts so um it was a respectful spanking. Um, and who doesn't like a respectful spanking? I, I'll, I'll honestly say I like a disrespectful spanking sometimes. So I appreciate that one that was given consensually. Um, mm -hmm. But as official sponsors of Junction City Roller Derby, when is the next game? Oh, man, we don't actually have another home game until September. But we will be playing um, in uh, Idaho. No, Utah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, games, upcoming games will be um, in Idaho. We will be out of state. We're playing Portnuff and Treasure Valley, which is like obviously like the Portnuff team and then the Boise team. 
and yeah, uh, good ways to support uh, Junction City is to just like and share their social medias, or you can even, if you really want to, go look at the merch. Um, all that money goes back to the league, but I would suggest looking at our merch first. Yeah, it's still going back to the league in a roundabout way, um, <laughs> which you can also find a link to our merch page in the link tree in all of our bios. And we have more merch coming out. I think Chelsea did say she saw someone at the game wearing um, one of our support drag queen shirts. Yep. yep. It was so cool to see. I wish I would have grabbed a photo, but I was actively on the track. Simultaneously yeah, kicking ass and getting my ass kicked. If that was you, please take a pic so we can share it and cherish it. And as a reminder, all of the proceeds from that shirt go to Drag Story Hour. So, um, and if you don't want to buy the merch from us, which I totally understand and respect, donate to them directly and hit us up. Um, we will give you the uh, PDF files for the artwork to do with it as you will, even if yeah. that means like going to your local print shop or Gen X and getting it made yourself, or if you've got a cricket at home, whatever. Um, we just want to raise funds for Drag Story Hour. So um, mm -hmm. hit us up if that is relevant to you. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here so yeah, I can eat this Taco here. Bell before it turns into ice cubes yeah. that oh brought my, my body. God, it's so gross. Shut up. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Oh, you didn't say hail anything. What do you hail? <gasps> oh my fucking god, I'm gonna kill myself. Oop. Um Oop. let's I'm going to, as always, especially with this episode, if I've been reminded of anything, it's to hail Satan. I'm also gonna go ahead and give a hail to Taco Bell because I'm hoping, praying to all gods old and new that this Taco Bell is not Stone Cold Steve Austin. God, how dare you stole mine? Because I was gonna say hail Taco Bell. You should do it anyway. Hail Taco Bell. There we go. All right. Bye.